The standoff between the mayor and the Chicago Teachers Union seems to be over for now. Today's the fifth day with no remote or in-person classes for most of the district's 330,000 students. They'll be back in the classroom tomorrow. So up until now, we've heard from the mayor. No one wins when our students are out of the place where they can learn the best and where they're safest. We've heard from the teachers union. Right now we're experiencing dangerous Omicron surge. We're seeing hospitalization utilization rates. And what's needed is the ability to work together to get an agreement to restart instruction. And yesterday on the show, we heard from parents. I feel like most of the schools in the country are open. And I don't understand why ours can't be. In a few minutes, we'll hear from the ones who arguably most affected by the standoff, and that's the children. But first, WBEZ education reporter Sarah Karp has the latest update on where negotiations stand. Hey, Sarah. Hey, how you doing? Doing well. Thank you for coming back on. Uh, Tell us where things stand after last night. So yesterday, what happened was the union's elected representatives, um, which is a body called the House of Delegates, voted to suspend the work action. And as you'll remember, that work action was a vote to teach remotely that the mayor then said no to and instead canceled um, schools, which is why students didn't have school for the last four days. Um, so by voting to suspend the work action, they were they agreed that they would go back and teach in person starting Wednesday. But as far as the safety agreement that was negotiated, you know, basically what the House of Delegates is saying is that we have an agreement that we believe is good enough to bring to the full membership to vote for it. And so now today, this afternoon, all the 25,000 members of the Chicago Teachers Union will have a chance to vote on the safety agreement that was hashed out by the union and the mayor. CTU President Jesse Sharkey said this about the deal. We're, we're going to keep doing what's right as we go forward in the city. Um, you know, it was not an agreement that had everything. It's not a perfect agreement, um, but it's something that we that we can hold our heads up about. So make it clear for us, Sarah, which of the protections that the union asked for are not included in this COVID safety agreement? Well, there, there's there's two really big ones. One is that the Chicago Teachers Union had been pushing to have a COVID-19 testing program that let that expected for all children to be a part of it and that would then say to parents that if you don't want your parents your children to be a part of it then they have to opt out the mayor said that was a morally repugnant idea because that would you know basically have kids tested without their their parents giving express parental consent and eventually you know the the teachers union had to sort of drop the idea of an opt-out testing program what they did get was a promise to do more widespread testing and that the, the, the school district would have a goal of having 10% of each school tested, of, of the kids in each school tested. What's happening now is that, you know, people just sort of opt in. And at some schools, there's a lot of kids that are getting tested on a weekly basis. And in other schools, there's virtually no kids getting tested on a weekly basis. So this is at least some, some idea that you know, some kids, a certain number of kids in, in every school will be tested every week. Um, but it's it's certainly much less than what the union wanted, which was everybody to be a part of this pool to get tested and then um, a random selection of 10 percent. And and, you know, even even the, the Chicago Department of Health said a randomly selected group of kids being tested 
is much better than like just the kids that opt in, but um, but they still oppose the idea of of an opt out program. So yeah, want to make it more mandatory than than, than optional. Uh, Sarah's going to stick around, but I, I do want to turn now to the students themselves. So joining us now is Sophia Fatima, a senior at Amundsen High School on the north side. Hi, Sophia. Hi. Also Hi, with Nathan. us. Also here is Grateful Nokocha, a senior at Hubbard High School on the southwest side. Hi, Grateful. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'll start with you, Grateful. This is your fifth day out of school. What have the last few days been like for you at home? Um, Very confusing because I've been, like, actually concerned. I'm like, okay, so we've been out of school for about two weeks. And I was very confused as to why we're not going remote because I get it. Um, And I feel like teachers have every right to be concerned because there's like a whole new virus going around. And I just felt like if we're not going to be in person, we might as well be remote because now we've missed two weeks of no school. There's no way I can reach out to my teachers. There's no way I can get work done and semester is closing. So it's been very overwhelming and confusing for me. Yeah. um, You're, Feelings sound very much like when I talk to my own children. I have a a daughter in eighth grade, another one who's a freshman in high school. And on top of safety concerns, they're both concerned with having to work extra hard now to catch up on what they miss. And and, and my younger one thinks that the teachers are going to feel this pressure to move through lessons quickly. How do you feel, Sophia? Um, I'm 100% sure that we'll all the students are going to be rushed to uh, meet a certain deadline. I know, like, as high schoolers, we have our midterms coming up soon, and we, like, all of our teachers are going to rush us to learn a certain amount of things so they can, that so that we can do our midterm. Um, and I just, I'm really nervous about how it's going to go and how I'm supposed to catch up on so much work. Um, yeah within the next two weeks to uh, be prepared for all the testing that's going to come up before the end of the semester. And I I just really hope my grades won't be affected as much. Uh, But I am really scared about how I'm going to manage everything on top of my extracurricular activities and internships that I do. Yeah, well, you're you're a busy, busy student. Um, Grateful, was your school offering at at any point... um, any opportunities to come in person over the past five days for enrichment? Oh, yeah, they did offer that um, yesterday, but that was the only day. And I just felt like I felt connected. I felt like that helped a lot because I was able to come in and get a lot of assistance with college stuff because I have a lot of college deadlines. And I had to reach out to my teachers concerning recommendations and stuff. And I just feel like these five days not being in school really did affect me. Because a lot of stuff that I had planned out to do within those weeks, I was not able to do. And it really affected me. So I'm really worried to see, like, how we're going to do it. Because I feel like um, teachers are going to be rushed. I did talk to the principal when I was in school on Monday, and she did tell me that um, she was going to try to have us take it easier. But I just feel like knowing the teachers that I have, they're going to feel rushed, and they're going to feel like we're really behind, and that there's a lot of stuff we need to catch up on. Yeah. Well, classes resume tomorrow, Sophia. Do you feel comfortable enough to be in person with the Omicron cases surging? 
Um, I at least for Amundsen, I think I feel uh, I feel a bit more comfortable going back to school in person because our school is really transparent about whether the, if there was uh, if if someone was infected or uh, if something happened, and they're really open to feedback. Uh, and uh, we're every time we tell if there's some kind of issue with like resources for like hand sanitizers or wipes. Uh, we're able to see that kind of improvement at our school. So I feel really comfortable, and I'm really excited to go back to school just because I want that, like, teacher-student relationship again uh, with not being able to contact any of my teachers. I'm just more concerned about going back to school than the safety of it. What about you, Grateful? The public health officials and as well as... uh... Our mayor, you've probably heard a number of times over the past few days, them saying school is the safest place for you to be. Do you agree? Honestly, I'd have to disagree with that because I I agree with Sophia. School, my school as well is very transparent about COVID cases and stuff like that. But I just feel like there's a lot of people that came in, in and out of the country when we're on our break. And a lot of people that I know have been infected with COVID, all of that. And I don't know per se who may have been infected with it, is like the person I interacted with. So I don't know if I could be exposed to COVID. And I don't feel like school is the safest place as of now because anybody could be carrying any virus and I just wouldn't be able to know. And I'd end up contacting that, endangering other people. And I don't feel like that's okay. I feel like the safest place for us would be the comfort of our home, at least for now, until like the cases go down and we're able to actually go, like not have to worry about like, oh, this person has COVID or this other individual has COVID. Yeah. As we talk about safety in the school, what were you two witnessing around you? Were your peers wearing their masks and wearing them properly? You can go first, Grateful. For the most part, um, everybody, most of the people in my school were wearing their masks, right? The only problem that I did have were like people not wearing it all the way up to their noses or like people complaining about like the dissatisfaction of the match, but I just feel like it's not going to be as comfortable, but when it comes to our health and if this is the one thing that can prevent us from spreading the virus, I think that's one of the protocols we do have to follow for safety. What about you, Sophia? I know you said that uh, you were on top of, of talking with officials about making sure things like hand sanitizer were in place, but what about masks? How are students doing with that, with those? Um, well, at our school, there's when we enter the school building, there's like a big pack of like reusable cloth masks that a lot of uh, the students are wearing on top of like their surgical masks. And I saw reusable after, cloth is, masks. Yeah, they're like the blue and white kind. Uh. I think. And and I saw a lot of people after winter break, especially after finding out that a lot of our peers had gotten COVID. Uh, we. Uh, we had started wearing double mask, uh, the surgical mask, and then the reusable mask over it. So I felt, and even our teachers, a lot of them were wearing double masks. So I felt a lot more comfortable knowing that, like everyone was trying to take that kind of precaution. I see. Well, what could officials do to improve the remote learning experience for you if it does get to that? You first, Sophia. Um, I I feel like. A hybrid situation would be a bit better because um, I, I, as personally for me, I, uh, I feel like that in-person class experience is something that's really important, especially if you're like in a higher education class where like you need to be in like a science lab or something. You can't 
like you can't really get a like online simulation for uh, a lot of the projects that we want to do and be like a hybrid plan would be better where we're like learning in remote and then doing like executing some kind of uh, learning activity in classroom so we can see like how everyone else is also feeling about the lesson in person when we look at each other's body language and how people are feeling about it. Grateful, do you want a remote learning option? I per se do not want a remote learning option because when I did, like when we first had remote learning, I just felt like it made me more lazy. I wasn't really engaging with the teachers. I actually felt bad because I felt like at some point the teachers were talking to themselves. And I just feel like I learned better in like an engaging setting where like I can be able to answer, ask questions or answer questions and engage with other students and actually understand it because I'm the type of person when we're remote, I'm not really the type of person to like speak up or be comfortable to ask questions. I feel like in a, like in a setting where I'm able to like see the teacher, engage with the teacher and I'm more of a visual learner. A learner, so I don't think like learning through the screen helped me at all. I just feel like it just made it easy access for me to like just easily pass. Yeah. Well, you have the microphone now. Before I let you go, what do you want teachers and the mayor to know about what this experience has been like for you? Grateful. I just feel like for me, it was just very discouraging because I didn't feel like I learned anything, and that's the thing. Like I really prioritize my education and. I was really concerned and really worried because I'm like, okay, I wasn't in school Monday. I came to school Tuesday. I was absolutely confused and lost. Half my teachers weren't there. I was just barely hearing about this. And I just feel like it's, I just feel like it wasn't okay to like cancel our education for five days like that. I don't feel like it was right. I feel like we had every right to be remote, even though like um, the mayor doesn't want us to be remote. I just feel like it didn't have to be that way. We could have been remote for some period of time and still transition to be back in person. What about you, Sophia? What would you like them to know? Um, I felt like I was really disappointed with the way the, like, both groups, both, like, the CTU and, like, mayor were, like, kind of portrayed or, like, portrayed themselves, where it kind of felt like they were against each other for different things, but we all knew that it was for the safety and, like, the better better education for us uh but i felt like it the whole process felt more like a political statement than something that was like con like a conversation between two groups that like the safety of the students yeah so i hope in the future when there's something similar like this happens both groups are present in like in kind of press conferences and are able to kind of communicate what they're saying together because I always felt like the mayor was saying one thing and then like the CTU was saying something yeah, else mixed so, messaging yeah, yeah. and I, w- I felt like I the either group wasn't being transparent about what was actually going on so I hope that in the future uh there's more transparency and like, our education is like the priority more than like the political statement that either group is trying to make Let's uh, turn back to you here, Sarah. What's the threshold in order for CPS to make the call to to revert back to remote learning? Well, that was the other thing that that CTU did not get in this proposal, and that's the idea that 
there would be a metric for the district as a whole to flip remote. The the school district and the mayor were dead set against that, and you know the CTU just felt like they weren't going to be able to win that kind of metric, um, which they had had last last spring. I see. But but what they did get was if a school has a certain amount of students absent because they've been exposed or teachers absent because they've been exposed and they're quarantining, that that then a group of teachers and principals and, you know, like sort of a group in the school called the school safety committee could make the call that the entire school could flip to remote for five to 10 days. And so that at least gives some protection if you get a school where it just seems like, okay, you know, COVID-19 virus is just sort of out of control and um, there's not even enough teachers here maybe to really run school anyways. You know, the kids could come, but the teachers are at home so that it gives them some mechanism to to say, okay, the school needs to just take a break for like two weeks and flip to remote. Um, yeah, so so it, it's, it's so interesting listening to the young women because so much of what they said is what I just heard echoed so often in covering this. Um, you know, it's people did have some opinion about the mayor or the CTU, but so many people were just like, I just so many people I talked to just felt like both sides needed to get it together. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think and there was a consensus there. Aside. For sure. Yeah, yeah. That's WBZ education reporter Sarah Karp. We've also been speaking with CPS seniors Sophia Fatima from Amundsen High School and Grateful Nwokocha from Hubbard High School. Grateful Sophia and Sarah, thank you all. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.